bats, caps, and sunflower seeds. This podcast may contain adult language. Hello, welcome to this episode of Bats, Caps and Sunflower Seeds. It's Ashley and Ian. Hello. And then we're here with our good friend Rich, who is the, believe it or not, a left-handed shortstop for the Norwich Iceni Warrior. So welcome aboard, Rich. Hey, lovely to be here. So if you could just tell us a bit about yourself, Rich. How did you get into baseball? You know, just the usual, hi, I'm Rich kind of thing. Hey, yeah, I'm Rich. I'm uh, the shortstop for the Norwich Racine Warriors. Um, yeah, we told you that. Really. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm still trying to just pinch myself and uh, yeah, remind myself that that is where I play. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about it a bit today. Um, there was that. I can't remember what it used to be called. It was like Mother's Hour or something. And are you sitting comfortably? Then that's beginning. It feels like a little bit like that because it's quite it's quite a long story. But I'll try and condense it a little. Oh, bit. Oh, watch with mother. Watch with mother. Watch with yeah, mother. that's it. It all happened in a very short space of time, but the lead up to it is a, is a little bit longer. But um, I guess so. Right now, I've got like two passions. I think most people have probably got um, enough space in their lives just about for two. Um, maybe if you're single and like. <laughs> You, you don't do much else. Maybe you have room for three. I don't know. But um, but but for me, yeah, I've, I've got two things that I love. One's baseball, and the other um, is is reading and writing. And one of the first instances of me coming across um, baseball was through two of my favourite authors. Um, one is Japanese, and one's American. Obviously, baseball is is a big part of both those cultures, and they reference that quite a lot um, in in their books. Um, and my favourite Japanese author, um, Haruki Murakami, I don't know if, if, you, if you've come across him, but he was in his 30s before he did any writing at all, um, and he was at a baseball game, and he heard the sound of, this is true, it sounds it sounds like it's not true, it's actually true, so he heard the ball, the, sorry, the sound of the, the ball um, coming off the bat, and that's, you know, all of us here will know, yeah. it's basically the nicest sound in the world, and he heard it, and he said, I want to write that. I want to. I want to try and describe that. And he's he's now probably one of the greatest living authors. Um, so he he references baseball a lot. So so does one of my other favourite authors, a, a guy called Paul Oster. He's actually a Cardinals fan, um, which is uh, a little bit weird. But um, <laughs> for me now, being a Cubs fan. But um, that was my fir- first experience of it. Um, and then uh, having listened to the other podcast, um, Ash, you mentioned um, as well, like getting a bit older and not being able to play football to the same level that yeah. you played. I had the exact same yeah. thing, I think, Ian. You've probably experienced that too. Um, it's one thing, I think, that we that we all share. Um, and as I, as you grow older, I think you find that you're, um, you, you know, you change as a person. And, and I think I, I've always had a love for Arsenal Football Club, and I still do. But there was something changing within football that I felt wasn't the same as when I was a kid and maybe that coincided with me not being able to play football um, to the same degree and part of it also coincides with me becoming a dad and that, when that happens you start to, I think you just you know in your dad too, you mm-hmm. start to look at things just slightly differently instead of just being like how does this impact me or how do I feel about this you start to think how do I how do I feel about this as a dad? How would how would I like it if my 
son of my daughter was in this situation and, and part of football I, I still love football don't get me wrong I still love Arsenal um, but when you watch football you're just like why is everyone so angry all the time <laughs> so, well, where does the like like there's passion which is amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. and the one step up from that is anger and it's like why is everyone so flipping angry like, it, and and kind of as I grew up I, I it, it started to eat into me and, and as I started to not be able to play football so much anymore I think at that time in my life, it was say I was I was about thirty, um, thirty one it would have been, um, and I was just starting to think like you know I still like football but I'm 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 losing that that passion that I had, after a lot of kind of looking around or not looking or just kind of sat around just gradually growing slightly less and less interested with Arsenal, uh, I came across um, someone had given me the the. Don't know whether I should say someone given me a login for BT Sport that wasn't mine, um, <laughs> and I used it to watch Arsenal games. And I came, I'd been out before it's just before we'd had um, kids. I think maybe Isaac was he's, he's my my uh, my son. Um, just before he he arrived, I think maybe Amy was pregnant, but I'd been out on like a Saturday night or something. And I could, yeah, it was. It would have been. It, I know. I know this for a fact because it would have been October twenty seventeen. Um, I came back from a night out and I flicked on the, the BT Sport logins and and saw that the it was actually the Astros that were playing a game, and I sat there at like three in the morning. I think it I think it was if it wasn't the playoffs, it was the World Series itself, um, which they won that year. And um, yes, and I saw I just watched it and 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 I was really I was just drawn in. I think I didn't know quite what was going on. As anyone that you know comes across the sport that yeah. haven't watched before. I knew what some of the numbers meant. I didn't know what they all meant. I saw um, Altuve hit a home run and and the kind of the the fireworks and all that sort of stuff go off and crowds going crazy. So was this after you'd read about this in your Japanese yeah 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 ma- many years? So it was after. almost manifest of the poetry that was in this guy's writings. You've now actually seen those images brought well actually to reality to with, reality. A, with an incredible home run or uh, or you know fireworks yeah. and everything else. So you've now read about it but now you've got that atmosphere 100% and um, yeah uh, it, so so that was my, my kind of my first experience actually watching it it's and then quite 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 interesting because um, you're a big Cubs fan so you, your first game wasn't a no, Cubs game no. top of my head I'm not sure who the Astros were playing that game and my dad said Ian we're probably about to answer at some point today I don't want to but it's quite interesting <laughs> it's quite interesting that the team you follow isn't the first team you know, you watched like a lot of people. That and how glad watch. am I? That I <laughs> so yeah, if, if, so how did you come about, you know, being a Cubs fan of all? Yeah, that's that's cool because as everyone knows and as, as, a, as a NFL fan, you'll have experienced this to an even greater degree, I imagine. The off-season is like one of the hardest stretches to endure as a fan and I'd never yeah. had it as a football fan because, you know... You, might get a couple of months, but you know, yeah, not, not, if there's not an no. internet, it's not. It's not like waiting six months. No, for, no, yeah, there's always no. a, there's always a game of football. On. Yeah, man, and um, and so what what we did is we again just about to be a dad, so I wasn't going out as much anymore. Um, and my wife kindly said, I kept I suddenly started talking about baseball. My wife said, well, you know, why don't why don't we? Because we're not spending as much money with you, you know, going out anymore because we've got a kid on the way. Why don't we get a subscription to to uh, ESPN? Which, luckily in the UK, they they show a, a hell of a lot of baseball. Mm. Um, 
and that can be your thing now. She was it was it was actually my wife that suggested it, and I was like, Do you know. I, I think, I think we can blame your wife for a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. This point in the I future. I was going to come to this point in <laughs> the future about, um, about Rich and Amy. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and so, but what happens is we're, we're in the off-season, right? So what do I do? As a baseball fan that knows nothing about baseball but, but enjoys the game, what's brilliant is that I, I don't know who's won any of the World Series. And I know how much I enjoy watching the one before. So I just go onto YouTube and I write in 2010... World Series game one and boom the full game's up there to watch so I start watching it it's the um, the Giants the the Rangers I believe um, I didn't know who won so you know watch game one watch game two and basically I was I was like a kid in a sweet shop because I had I had all of these fantastic baseball moments all available at you know the click of a button on, on YouTube and I worked my way through um, and obviously um, any any Cubs fan will tell you what a great season 2016 was. <laughs> it's, it broke 108 years of of hurt for for the Cubs. Um, absolutely fantastic. And within that, so there was just something special about that because it was actually two teams. It was the Indians and the Cubs, and both of them had gone. Like, they were like the two longest teams without yeah. without winning it, um, who have won it before. And that there are some teams that haven't won it who are newer franchises. But um, that was that was kind of part of the magic of it and they really so that that for me was probably the most special out of all the ones I watched so I always already felt a little bit drawn to it I do have to talk a little bit about Anthony Rizzo who you've seen me with the t-shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. it's on my back he's like my guy like he, he's the captain of the Cubs but yeah. he's for, for me he sums up why I love baseball and also why I love playing baseball um, which which we'll come to in a bit but um, he is is a proper philanthropist um, he's a cancer survivor and yeah. he gives loads and loads like millions of dollars yearly to to kids hospitals and um i think for me as, as a new dad i think that kind of was the point at which you know for, for me that 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 was the point I, I just felt like he represented what i felt i was looking for in a new sport yeah he's, he's just a dude seriously yeah. seriously <laughs> anyway, and and so Obviously, it just touched a nerve with being a new, brand new dad at the time. Yeah, um, of course, understandable. So that was that was how I came to the Cubs. I got my first jersey. Soon after that, I had no affiliation to anything in the US. I'd only been to the US once, which, by the way, was randomly in 2016 when the Cubs <laughs> won the World Series. So that that also feels a little bit poetic. But yeah, that that was um, it. I guess. Yeah. So that's it. Definitely sounds like you, you you've picked an emotional attachment to this team, and you've you've invested a hell of a lot into learning about baseball and learning about the Cubs, learning about the players in the space of, of what three years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I couldn't tell you many people who would sit there and actually reel out some of the information that you've got about something that they've really only just picked up. For me, I've been a fan of watching MLB for. 20 years the reason I got into it was purely because it was something that my dad picked up whilst being away on business in America he then came back home and would be watching MLB.com so basically picking up on, on games in, in complete um, succession really live live games and everything for us as a family we always basically pick the first team that we see live so alright you you didn't see the, the uh, Cubs first but You've then gone and actually invested into a team and, and fallen in love with the team. My dad, first game he saw live was the New York Yankees. Same as me. So I'm actually out 
in the States, in New York. I'd already seen them on TV or the internet. I could have gone to the Mets. I didn't. I went to the Yankees. So I am a Yankee fan and I can hear the boos already coming from <laughs> all of our listeners. Plastic fan. Plastic fan. But then, I mean, that in itself, I've never had this opportunity to deal with that kind of, you know. Um, glory hunting. Glory supporter. hunting, yeah. People despising me from afar. But no, I am a fan and I do know the club and I do love the club and I've been watching it for a long, long time. So for me, it's really, I've got that investment that you've got. But um, no, that's that's really why I'm, I'm a Yankees fan and, and, and how I've managed to, well, get away with being a, an actual proper fan, a real fan of them. Not not like, yeah, as Ash just said, a, a plastic fan who just buys the cap. Well, I'm the complete opposite of that. I'm a Baltimore Orioles um, fan. Um the only real reason I picked the Baltimore Orioles is because um, Rich probably said you know, earlier in the episode is I'm a massive NFL fan, um, probably too big for an Englishman of an NFL fan. I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, and so I just kind of just stuck with the same, the same city there, literally across the road from each other, and I was fortunate enough to be at Oriole Park last year, um, late into the year, so they weren't playing. So, you know, I've experienced, you know, I've seen the stadiums and all that, so... As, as a supporter or a MLB follower of a team, I'm still very new into this. Um, I played baseball before I got into Major League, so I've, I've gone the opposite way. So talking about playing uh, baseball, um, Rich, it was actually your wife, Amy, who came up to us when we were playing at Eaton Park. We had a training session, and Ian and I happened to be there, there playing. And um, I remember Amy coming up to myself saying, oh, well, you know, are you a baseball team? Um, my husband's really into baseball. And um, he needs an outlet, shall we say, to think of a better word. And I just tell this story in how I remember it, is that Amy came up to us basically pushing the pram with your newborn son in it. Yeah, that's um, true. It, I think it was like a, was it a Saturday morning or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was a Saturday. It was an official training session. Yeah, we, we were out there, you and me, and I think a couple of others. Only a minor thing, we just got together as a social yeah. throw around. Of course, we're wearing our gear, so we, we did look pretty obvious as baseball players. And yeah, Amy walked past and sort of, Basically told us that you were hung over on the sofa, I think, Rich. <laughs> that, um... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we said that is how it was. <laughs> that is how it was. But yeah, then obviously we got in contact with yourself. I think you swapped numbers with um, with your wife and then basically I got a text from you the day after, didn't I? And, yeah, uh, the rest then, is history, really, yeah. isn't it? And here he is, we'll say, I'd say a year, but it's probably been over. Rich probably can tell you the date he joined. Um, so yeah, how have you found it? How have you, know, because especially you play shortstop being a lefty, which is, I can see the people rolling their eyes yeah, now. What, what, why? Why? Shortstop. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think what's interesting is having spent two years watching the highest form of baseball, MLB, my my understanding of the game, as much as I, as a fan, I knew a lot about how the game works from a viewing point of view. I think uh, anyone that's that's had the same experience will, will probably say the same. Going from from watching it to playing it, yeah. two totally different things. No, I think um, I've said that, that in a previous episode exactly. That. Yeah, and um, what's also interesting is, despite the fact that I kind of have become addicted, I think by the time I I had my first training session, I think I'd watched somewhere close to two hundred 
games. That may maybe even more. more like, I, I get quite obsessive about these things. I don't. I don't know if I read. You, like, you sound like Rain Man. I don't know. If, I was going to say I don't know. That's if just I, a season and a half. That's not long at all. <laughs> I don't know if I register as like officially on the spectrum, but I think I I I, I get quite obsessive about things when I get stuck into them, and and, and that that was one of the things, and and. Um, but there, but what you find is I, I had no one to talk to about this. No one. I know. If, I know. I for all I knew, I was the only person in Norwich that knew. I, I think you, you'd just moved to the area as well, hadn't you? You'd moved a fair distance from where you were. A before. chance encounter, yeah. So I'd I'd moved I moved to Eaton Park, which is where, where we train. Um, I actually live in the clock tower. At the <laughs> um, that's, that's an inside joke. <laughs> I'd moved to Eaton Park. Um, yeah, in in November, November, yeah, twenty eighteen. And yeah, it it was a chance encounter. And unlike you guys, where when I moved to Norwich and I got into baseball and I typed in Norwich baseball and found Iceni, it's nothing nothing to do with the fact that Iceni weren't there. They were there, but because I'm I'm a massive I'm a massive introvert. <laughs> so the first thing I thought, because it's what all introverts do, they say, oh well, they wouldn't like me. They, that that that's because you yeah. have a voice in your head. You know um you know so a bit of a segue. You know when um there was that. TV announcement that everybody watched with Boris Johnson about COVID, right? And he said that classic line where he went, if your friends tell you to go out, you must say no. And I turned to my wife and I went, that's what the voice in my head's been telling me for years. (laughs) 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 So he didn't need to tell me that, Boris. Uh, But no, um, so yeah, so I I convinced myself that like, uh, that, that although I loved baseball and there was this team in Norwich that played, I, I, I told myself, without even looking into it, oh, they'll all have been playing for years, and the last thing they want is a newbie showing up, age 30-plus, going, let me <laughs> And actually, that was the furthest thing from, from the truth. It's um, good. And so, yeah, my, luckily, my wife um, did what I... By the way, we'd walked past training on a Sunday with the boy, and I was wearing my, even wearing my Cubs jersey one, one time, and we kind of sat and watched for a bit. And, um, you know, I, I said, oh, no, oh, no, no, don't don't go and talk to them um, and yeah luckily Amy chose a time when I wasn't there to tell her not to to, to go and talk well, to you well you passed out on the sofa we, we've all discussed <laughs> it it's just not it's, it's, it's lies um, yeah man uh, I came along to my first training session it was a Wednesday I don't know if it was the exact date something like I have July the 20th in my it head it was something along those like, yeah because it would have been it, soon after us coming back into full training it was a, I think, it was a Wednesday um did you and turn up with kit already? Did you already have no? Your own glove? No, I, I bought I bought my glove after. So what happens? I turned up again. I'm a I'm a lefty, and all the best players are all the best players are. Rizzo's a lefty. Um, he's a true lefty though. Um, yeah, not, 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 not like a rich or fake lefty. Bats right-handed. Um, and yeah, but I I've been I've been again. It's just a break like. I hadn't thought to say I'm left-handed. I've been told, oh, they, don't worry, they've got gloves. Obviously, they had gloves for right-handed people. Yeah, I think we've got the one left-handed glove, which yeah. is a bit sort of, you know, <laughs> raggedy and falling apart and has got things living in it, you know. It's, it's, it's well-loved. Luckily, um, I, I'm a little bit ambidextrous, so I, I, I managed. Um, and, yeah, luckily, it was it was Ian who I was kind of doing the, the warm-up with and... Um, I was honestly like, Amy would tell you, man, like when I got back from my first training session, it's as close to being like a giddy 
kid. <laughs> like, on, honestly, she, the first thing she said to me is, are you drunk? <laughs> and I was that excited. <laughs> on, on, honestly, I know it sounds stupid, but... Um, and, and embarrassing to say dad to some degree. But yeah, I got like, I was so excited that I had been able, age 30 plus, to have the opportunity to play the game that I'd watched for two years in basically in isolation. I can completely concur with exactly that. And I've been watching for longer than you had. And, and I remember there was a couple of instances back in my past from sort of playing, uh, sorry, from watching. There, I, I used to live down in Hertfordshire and my younger brother, um, I think he went down possibly to... Essex Redbacks just to sort of have a look because we we often used to drive past a baseball ground and my younger brother who was a really good cricketer um, and my dad obviously being a baseball fan we just he, he sort of said well you know let's go and have a look at it you might enjoy it in, and and why not and yeah he was he was quite young at the time perhaps not even 16 but they went down there and yes they had that kind of worry about hang on these guys are definitely really good at this and they, and they were at the time so he kind of didn't take the plunge and didn't go for it so that kind of put me off a little bit as well thinking like you just said you could rock up at a team that is a very specialist sport and you've got these guys that have been in this team for ages they're going to all be brilliant and wonderful so I never ne- never went to Essex or looked into teams in London or anything like that and plus at the time you know work and life and other things were getting in the way but um Coming to Norwich, and as soon as I found out about the Norwich Oceani, I remember coming to one training session, and that was actually through work as well, bizarrely, at the time. I had to come along and had to join in, and, and there I was, suddenly being given a glove and suddenly allowed to go and do everything that I've only ever seen being done. And I was exactly the same, sort of this in my 30s, and having this kind of childlike, brand-new experience joy it was a, it was a, a sort of real kind of uplifting feel and yeah I, I can totally agree and and appreciate your well drunken state I think uh, there seems to be a theme by the way I'm not really <laughs> I wasn't drunk after training I just put there. Um, and I don't think I was actually hung over on the sofa but I might have been um, I remember it that way as well but if you were that drunk you wouldn't remember it so <laughs> kind of you know just briefly going to say like the two introverts opposite me here um, I'm the opposite I'm quite an extrovert person which you know Rich is very much nodding his head as we speak Yeah. Um, whereas there was me I was like I want to play baseball message baseball and um, I just had to get involved I had to jump in and you know I really throwing myself in there um, it's quite easy being an extroverted person to be able to do that so you know it takes all sorts to make a baseball team no for sure and I, th- I think one of the one of the things that I really for anyone um, who might be listening who might be in a similar situation where you're like oh you know I like baseball but it, oh, it might you know, might, might not be included we we have all types all, we our, our club and one of the things that's that I've been so impressed with um, is how the club has kind of taken on, taken under its wing. Sorry, um, pe- people from with all all talents. So like shape, they're, they're, shape, all shapes, sizes, genders, yeah. talents, yeah, skills for sure. Like and, and, and yeah, uh, um, and I think the thing that I was most impressed by is that, that you'll get people that have been playing kind of double A for for years, or even represent their countries. You know, we yeah. And they will. I was at batting practice the other day, and and um, the Tom, the double A captain, took me aside after the first at bat, and he went, "Try this, try this, try this." And then the next 
I'd struck out a first at bat, next at bat, I made made some made you know, not great contact, I made contact next at, at bat after that he was behind me coaching me, and then I made a decent decent contact and, and I think um there are so few sports I think where someone with lots of experience would bother to do yeah, that. I agree. Definitely totally. we we touched up on this on our first episode. We're just to, to support and welcoming. Is this the the training session when if it was a game it would have been a double? Was it? This there was, was, there was one on Sunday. One on Sunday yeah. where you would have that would have been a double. Yeah, no, that was lovely. That that was that was nice. I know it was the one before that. The one and, before and, that. And the reason and I I been kind of thinking throughout the weekend. The prop the problem with my swing was that I was my 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 stance was fine, but I was I was just starting my rotation just way too late. I was waiting till the ball was out of the glove. And then starting and trying to react, and obviously, I think it was sixty. Phil was that first pitcher, so he threw kind of mid sixties, early sixties pitch, and it was past me before yeah. before I had a chance to react. So the next time, I started that rotation as he's you know, as the ball's just about to come out, and that's that was the right time. And I kind of you can find there are loads of videos on on YouTube and things to to coach you, and I've certainly looked at them. But but just that um, the, the the understanding that people have. The enthusiasm, that's it. Like the enthusiasm of of those within the game that have been playing for years to pass on that knowledge to, to newcomers. This is, yeah, it's definitely been a, a whole continuing theme through, well, the few episodes we've done, but it's, it's definitely apparent that, yes, you've got the experience, you've got the enthusiasm, you've got that desire to keep the game growing. It is still a niche sport, so you're going to want to rely on those kind of people to keep it going and yeah it's also that the whole community I think we used the word in a previous episode family yeah and I think um, again like I've touched upon it already but I think being a dad it would be I saw in, in within the minutes for for, for a meeting uh, I seen a meeting to, to form like a little league team potentially in the future and that sort of thing I, I get really excited about that because you know got a boy and a girl yep. want both of them if they want to um, and they're interested you know if, if th- that facility is there for them to start playing to get to that point we, we need baseball from Little League set up in the UK Do you think baseball um, in the UK does need that like MLB impact in a lot of ways as well I mean for the media at, yeah well just everything because I mean looking at what obviously has been going on with the NFL coming to London and having those games obviously we know about the Yankees and, and Red Sox game that was brought in in 2019 but obviously this year you must be crying inside because obviously we had tickets in our hands for the 2020 game the Chicago Cubs yeah weirdly yes and no um, I'm a romanticist yeah. at heart so I think um Having been watching for a few years and and kind of fallen in love with the Cubs, I'd, I'd always imagined that my first game would be a home game on a sunny summer's evening at Wrigley Field. The the Ivies, they've got this lovely ivy that goes mm. around, around the field. And, and um, uh, you know, it's a really quirky stadium and, and just kind of being there with, with my wife and being able to enjoy that with a, with a few beers and... and um, drinking again. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think... But but when the opportunity the London series came up and I heard the Cubs coming over, obviously I wasn't going to miss out on that. Um, and we got some really expensive tickets in really bad area of the stadium, <laughs> um, right up with with the gods. With the gods. Uh, yeah, and um, I think the, the money we paid, you would expect to actually be the starting shortstop. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, for the money that we paid, you would get really good 
tickets, um, you know, uh, at, at most major league grounds because they have. Well, I know at Oriole Park, when the Yankees come in, mm. if you're happy to stand, you can get them $5. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't say how much we spent, but it was a bit more than $5. <laughs> yeah. so, no, I remember my Yankees stadium uh, visit was 2003. Uh, I was kind of pretty much, I would say, level. Um, possibly with third base or just out and towards left field um, and it was quite a decent view I could see all the way across the diamond could quite easily see the pitcher and the from the side so I could see the pitches coming in and that was no more than $25 probably about yeah less than 20 quid at the time so yeah and MLB, MLB has seen the success of NFL in, in the UK and said you know we, we need to, to mirror that to, to grow the the, the franchise and and um you know I get it to some degree um and I I'm not against it I think anything that that helps the growth of baseball in the UK um especially that helps young people see it at, you know at an age where they can get involved um you know, younger down the line like like I've already said is, is it can only be a good thing for for the sport I'm hoping that the seeds that are sown from that have some you know some of them get down deep enough to, 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 to grow into something much you know much, much bigger and will we ever have professional baseball I want to go away from just MLB for a minute will we ever have professional baseball in the UK where people are able to actually make a living out of playing the sport in my lifetime I don't know so I mean obviously it's, it's a real massive shame then for the hope of growing this this game in, in this country that the whole Covid situation has obviously lost us the London series I mean, it's even obviously massively impacted the, the current MLB uh, season. Obviously, at the time of recording last night, we heard about the Marlins. Um, their games against the Orioles were obviously cancelled. Um, even the Yankees had their game postponed because obviously they were supposed to play against the Phillies who had just come uh, from their series against the Marlins. So, Rich, what's, what's your whole reaction to this current season? It's like, for me, I think enjoy it whilst it lasts like I was thinking about today obviously I knew I was coming here you know what 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 might my predictions be for the season in in all honesty um I think most of us need to prepare ourselves for the fact that it may not go the full 60 games anyway and I'm enjoying it whilst it lasts I've already watched four games um (laughs) and and really enjoyed them apart from the Cubs second game when we got thumped by the Brewers um but yeah um do you want to hear some some crazy predictions? I've got some. Of course, we want to hear predictions. I think, and only one of them relates to the Cubs. I think that it's the first one. Kyle Hendricks, who is the slowest opening pitcher in all of MLB, I think he will be a Cy Young candidate. He did a complete game shutout in his first game. He looked. He did the same thing once last season against the Cardinals. Um, he just looks phenomenal. Anyone that that enjoys baseball and enjoys pitching but perhaps doesn't have that velocity watch Kyle Hendricks and, and have hope because his, his four seam fastball is kind of mid 80s most of the time he can't but his command of, of that um, it's that classic control speed trade off you know sometimes I think he, he does have an incredible control they call him the professor yeah he's, yeah. he's insane he's actually insane you, you saw Christian Yelich um, one of the best sluggers in all of baseball he looked like so confused. Like every pitch that went past, he just he was, he was looking at, at at the plate like 
what just happened? Like what? And it's it just amazing to watch. So I think you might. I think Carl Hendricks might be a signing candidate. People will probably laugh me off the block for saying that. Um, my next crazy prediction is that the Blue Jays will finish above the Red Sox. Um, Ooh. They've got some really great young talent. Uh, it may be too soon f- to actually call that, but they're, they're going in opposite directions, for sure. I think the Red Sox losing Mookie Betts um, was brutal for them and their fan base, and I feel really sorry for them because the Dodgers have done what the Red Sox should have done. He's just signed a 12-year contract. I think it was $316 million or $65 million. I think the Blue Jays are definitely due something of a rise. I mean... They've always been there and thereabouts, in, in in my opinion, and yeah, they haven't been as big as they have been in the last sort of, I'd say, five years. Um, but now I think you've got like the, the loss of the Strohs this year, and I mean, I'm not going to say anything about the Yankees because they will just always flatter to deceive at the, at the moment. But um, I don't know. To be honest, the Brewers that didn't surprise me how badly the uh, <laughs> the Cubs lost in that game. To be honest, decent pitching staff at the moment. The Brewers. Well, they're really yeah, they're relief pitchers. They're, they're starting pitchers. Uh, thankfully, are not so great. And, and it, the, the 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 narrative of the games against against the Brewers always seems to be if you can take the lead, you're probably all right. Yeah. As soon as you go behind, if you're behind by the fifth inning. You say goodbye. They've it's got, they've got, they've got. Bullpen got, depth is good. Their bullpen depth is insane, and and it's so jealous. Every time Josh Hader comes up to pitch now, um, I am we behind. I turn the TV off. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. We no one can hit any any of his pitches. Um, any more predictions, Aaron? Yeah, the Orioles will win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> any real predictions? <laughs> I couldn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> um, I I've got. This is quite bold. I've got and, and uh, strange coming from a Cubs fan. I think the White Sox could win the. Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're laughing this the, hard at your own predictions. This is a strange one. Were you drunk when you wrote these? Maybe <laughs> the White Sox will win the AL Central. It's that. That's a a pretty bold one. Because they're currently bottom, but there's only <laughs> well, they're only we're only like three games in. Um, but say the twin the twins are everybody's favourites for good reason. They've been absolutely crushing home runs already, um, in the in their opening three games. Um, and it it's a tough one. But they I most people will, will probably know this, but they've they've expanded the playoffs this year to sixteen teams. Um, already a sixty game season's going to put. A it's you. There's just got to be some surprises in that because it's such a short season. Um, you're going to get some weird and wacky things happening, which wouldn't happen in a 162 game season. And that's one of my weird things. The White Sox have got uh, some very very good young players that, that are coming through. Um, unfortunately, and um, yeah, I, I it, that's maybe a bit too bold, but but I think they'll make the playoffs for, for sure. Um, and uh, I think there's going to be one or two more surprises in there. Um, I've also got the A's to win the AL West. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't see that one happen necessarily. But uh, I, I'm going to be bold and basically just say I don't think any of this will matter because, as we've touched upon, I mean, whether or not this season other A concludes anyway. But equally, I'm a purist. I think, I think we're going to be looking at. A <laughs> we whole, need a full. Yeah, yeah. You, you need a full season, really. And 
this is going to play havoc with stats and things like that, which is why I don't think it's going to kind of really count. A lot of people are going to look back on this in history and say that's the year that the Orioles won the World Series because it was only 60 games long and everybody was just... All the other, all the other teams by that point had been struck down with coronavirus, <laughs> exactly. so they were the only team left standing. It was, it was a race to the bottom... And um, yeah. but at least, uh, at least if that is the case, the Orioles do win this shortened season. At least we done it properly and fairly, without trash cans. Sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, Don't what? start. I, I, once I start, I really, I really <laughs> struggle not, not to laugh. Anymore. My final one. Um, actually, I've got two. But the first one I'll just brush over quickly. I think the Phillies will finish bottom of the NL East. Um, I'm just really unimpressed with, with their pitching staff at the moment and I feel like there's a lot of teams um, in that division who are... But this was my point in terms of the actual kind of full season and the nature of the pre-season and things like that. How can we make these judgments on what these players are currently doing when they haven't been given what they usually would have in a full season setup? For sure. But that's why you're going to get surprises. But yeah, but then doesn't it also bring something more to this, to this season... Talking about exciting, any highlights you've got so far, Rich, you know, whether personal or MLB? My first one is a really random one from the 2018 season um, because I'd had a really, I remember I'd been going through a really tough time at work. Not that it was bad, but just that we, that we had a lot going on um, and I was quite stressed. And the great thing, one of the great things about supporting the Cubs is they have this weird rule which I only found out about this year because it's been broken for the COVID season, that they weren't allowed night games on a Friday, I think, um, at Wrigley Field. And they, they allowed that to happen this year just because of the shortened season. But what that meant is if there was a Cubs game that was relevant coming up, they'd always put it as the day game, which in the UK starts at 20 past seven. So you quite often got Friday night baseball, just come home from work, um, and, and, and this this was one of those such occasions um, where I sat down and I had gone had a you know, rough week um, and I looked to see who's starting pitching it's this guy called Alec Mills who, um, who I hadn't seen pitch before um, he'd been in our uh, kind of squad for, for a while um, I think he, he, he may have done some relief stuff but he'd, he'd never started and I, was, I knew that we had some injuries and, and some people on uh, the injured list and um, I was you know my first reaction is there's probably a reason why this guy hasn't had many chances to start um, I, was, I was instantly a bit worried about it and um, and he went on to have a really stellar performance I think he gave up one run um, and got replaced in the fifth but there was a point where he got replaced in the fifth and you could see that you always get that bit where the pitching coach or manager goes out and they they kind of take the ball from them and say give him a slap on the back or on the bum or whatever and, and say, um, you know, well done or thanks, but, you know, we're getting someone else in there. And as that was happening, uh, Wilson Contreras, kind of, who's our catcher, the Cubs catcher, kind of went, went up to, to his face, straight up to his face and just said, you know, gave him that look, well, you did you did good there, kid. And and it was, it really kind of struck a chord, having had a rough week myself, kind of that was, yeah. that, that kind of human... Uh, emotion, emotion that, that, that you got and and for me I, I, it, it kind of really resonated with me and um, I guess a, a similar highlight for me in the same season so first full season of me being a fan of the Cubs um, 
And anyone that hasn't seen this, whatever team you support, and if you're a baseball fan, you've almost certainly seen it, was the David Boaty Grand Slam uh, walk-off. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a rookie as well, um, and he, uh, we were losing 3 nothing. It was like the ultimate walk-off, because we were 3-0 down. We, we full-on sucked that game. Um, Max Scherzer had, had just absolutely destroyed us. Um, entering the ninth and uh, we had I, I, we, we, we had bases loaded um, and David Boaty came in as a pinch hitter so he'd been sat on the bench the whole game came up in a clutch situation and it was like magic like he, at the time he, I don't believe he'd even I, th- I still think he was under team control he hadn't signed a, a kind of a, a proper contract so he was basically earning earning peanuts in in the grand scheme of things um cutting his teeth two strikes down and then he just absolutely launches one to center field and the best thing re-watching i've re-watched it again and again it's the 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 commentary for that you hear him you hear that that amazing sound of of the ball hitting the bat again and then you hear the commentator go did he get it did he get it and then he realizes it's gone over, and it's like Santa Maria, walk up, and he and he's doing like the aeroplane around the bases, <laughs> like like he can't believe what he's yeah, just done. Sure. And then in one of the best pieces of broadcasting that I've seen in ages, because it hardly ever happens, the commentators just shut up, and you just get the sound of the crowd going absolutely ballistic, and um, and uh, and the the cameras are like wobbling because. Everyone's jumping up, and and that full on just represented everything that I loved about the game. Absolutely, and that's that's almost brought us around full circle, really, hasn't it? The whole talking about the hit off the bat at the start and and getting that down on paper. You've pretty much said probably what was written right there. That whole scene going on, brilliant stuff. Right, I'm off to the pub. (laughs) (laughs) Rich, it's it's been a real pleasure having you here and, and talking about. Not only you coming into baseball as a fan and as a player, you, you've really obviously, I think, hammered home what has brought you into the sport and kept you there. And, and that's been a real a real insight. Yes, I'd have to agree with that. So thank you for coming along, Rich. Thanks, guys, for having me. And thanks for listening to Bats, Caps and Sunflower Seeds.